Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning once again, Radio Family. It's the time to begin. Welcome to our public affairs show, and thank you for great company every Saturday and Sunday mornings. The weekend edition of Community Focus is underway, and I thank you for not only joining me, Renee Vaughn, but it's always nice to be able to be reunited, shall we say, with members of our Community Focus family. Haven't chatted with this young lady in a while, but she is back. She did a fabulous job. Many of you may remember PTRC and our senior long-term care ombudsman, Kim Johnson, is back. How you been, family? What's What's been going on? What hasn't been going on since absolutely. the last time we chatted? Absolutely. How you been? Good. Been great. Excellent. Excellent. Well, today on the program, we have you with the Piedmont Triad Regional Council Area Agency on Aging located in Kernersville. Now, just to refresh or recap with our listeners, you have been working with this great area agency on aging for 12 years mm-hmm. and has over 20 years experience, Kim, working with older adults. I do. And so you not only have the experience, you have the expertise, you have the knowledge, really everything that we need, because very likely for our radio family and our listeners, we likely have aging parents Absolutely. who are at that point where the importance of care is just so surmountable. For a lot of individuals and just thank you every time you come on the program I really learn a lot more than what I thought I already knew about our wonderful seniors our elders our moms and dads and as a matter of fact just kind of jump ahead and we'll get into this in the course of our conversation Kim I wanted our listeners to know that there is actually an event known as World Elder Abuse Awareness Day there is And like I said, we'll get into the particulars of that. But let's start our conversation this morning. Can you give us a definition? What exactly is elder abuse? Absolutely. So it is any act, whether intentional or unintentional, that causes harm to an older adult. Um, And when we say elder abuse, we're really meaning anyone who is over age 18 Mm -hmm. who may be disabled um, or an older person, we typically say over age 60. Right. Um, So anything that causes harm to that person, it could be physical abuse, emotional Mm -hmm. abuse, exploitation, neglect, um, any of those things that take advantage of an older person or or prey upon them. And and brings harm to that individual, whether intentionally or unintentionally, harm is harm. Well, Kim, why don't we hear much about elder abuse? Why, why Why is that exactly? Well, it is it is sort of coming into the forefront slowly, mm-hmm. um, slowly, and I think it's it's partially because individuals are hesitant to talk about it. Right. Um, often, older adults, and I talked to a lady the other day who said, "You know, I'm I'm afraid to tell my children that I was taken advantage of. Right. It was just a bad decision, and I'm afraid that they're going to think that I can't make my own decisions anymore." Right. Um, So there's a lot of fear. Sometimes that individual is isolated. They're not able to talk to anyone else about those concerns. Um, And it's just sometimes people view it as a family issue. Right. Um, Something that I don't want to share. Often the older older people of this generation are not 
you know, when they didn't have social media, where exactly. you're putting everything, everything that you do so every true. five minutes out right. to the public. Exactly. It's, they're very private. Exactly. And it's very interesting you mentioned that because for a lot of us who likely are not aware it's going on, that's mainly how we're discovering it. Absolutely. Whether it's our own family members or we see others that are being mentally or physically, even in some cases, sexually abused. Absolutely. It just horrifies me. That when we do read or, or see stories about elders who are, are sexually taken advantage of, whether it's in a nursing home or some sort of, some sort of rather facility that we entrust individuals to take care of our parents, and then we find out terrible things like this happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and unfortunately, it can happen anywhere. Exactly. Um, you know, it... It knows no demographic. It knows right. no, you know, race, creed, a. I mean, whoever you are, very true. Um, you, someone can be taken advantage of, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, and so you really have to to look out for each other, um, and to look out and know what you know what the warning signs are. Absolutely. Speaking of which, is elder abuse a, really a big problem? Well, and and it, it's hard to say. Um, what we know is that um, estimated every year, in, and this is nationwide, about 2.1 million individuals are victimized in some way. Mm. Um, what we statistically know is that it's very likely that only a portion of those are actually reported. Right. Um, so we think for about, for every case that's reported, there are probably five that never come to any sort of attention of any authorities to, right. to address it. Mm-hmm. Um so, an elder abuse financially costs victims nationwide um, over $2 billion. Wow. There's a lot of folks being taken advantage Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Like, and, and just like you mentioned, Kim, on a daily basis. Another thought that sort of popped in my head, if you will, when we talk about elder abuse, now that we have defined it and have a better understanding of it, mm-hmm. I also think about a lot of times, sadly, our elders are likely abused because they don't or at least the person who is abusing that individual falsely believes that that individual isn't in the best of mental state. Absolutely. Sometimes not in their right mind. And Mm -hmm. so it's a shame. Even when we are younger, that can be the case at times. Absolutely. We all make bad decisions. We do. We do. (laughs) And how much so that as our parents are aging, that we have this topic of discussion because there may be somebody listening to this program this mm-hmm. morning that may have just gotten the news that this is happening to their mother Absolutely. or their father or an aunt or an uncle or just an older relative or even a dear friend. Right. You know, whether you have a neighbor, perhaps maybe a coworker, somebody that you just have frequent contact with on a daily basis. And it's very likely, even though, Kim, sometimes we may not see the signs right away, Maybe their personality or their demeanor may start to change. Right. They can start out as a really happy, jovial person, very involved with everything. And the next thing you know, you kind of notice they're isolating right. themselves, right. whether it's from family or friends or just from the general public. Right. In, but Absolutely. in that case, how can a person tell if on those lines if somebody is abused? 
So it really depends on the type of abuse, um, right. but somebody may be absolutely withdrawing from normal activities. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was someone that attended church on a regular basis or activities, and all of a sudden they're not coming. Exactly. And if you're reaching out to that person and perhaps they have a family member or someone who has befriended them mm-hmm. um, that is is seeking to restrict that person's activities, right. that, would, that would be a concern. Um any sudden changes in that person's bank accounts, wills. Right. I mean, Good if point. it's very unusual activity, if this right. is someone who was a saver and all of a sudden there's mm-hmm. lots of bank activity, that should be of concern. Right. Um, in terms of physical abuse, bruising that is visible on that person's torso or head. I mean, you know, I, I bump into things all the time. Same here. Um, but I typically am bumping my legs and arms. You right. Know, not my face, face. or exactly. my torso. Exactly. Um, if there's any marks that look like they're hands or fingers, that mm-hmm. I mean, any any of those types of things are cause for Absolutely. a closer look or a conversation. And those are such excellent examples and excellent points Kim, because I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm right there with you. I'm I'm coming around a corner, maybe a little too fast, not exactly watching where I'm going. My mind really isn't focused on, okay, that edge of that table is about to make contact with your knee. But you're right, in those unusual places where we start to see bruising, that can raise a concern, especially for our elderly loved ones. And I was thinking, too, about what you were saying in terms of perhaps money suddenly disappearing from one's bank account. Mm -hmm. That also says, Kim, for our listeners here on the weekend edition of Community Focus, that the signs of elder abuse don't always have to be physical. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. If that person is not even just unusual if activity, if there are changes to that person's will. Right. Um, if there are checks written as gifts mm-hmm. or blank checks mm-hmm. being written, um, you know, anything like that or activity that would be, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, if this is someone that doesn't have any Internet access. Right. They wouldn't have a reason. Exactly. To have bank activity. That Very time true. Of the night or that Very true. Thing. And that's another good point, because that that reminds me of this is activity that unfortunately seems to be on the rise. As you say, you have people who are calling elders pretending to be the grandchild or pretending to be a son or daughter, Mm -hmm. asking for money. Activity, like you say, that normally does just happens out of the blue. It's not normal. And, of course, just so many ways, sadly, in which scammers are taking advantage of our elders as well. Absolutely. Whether it's through a phone call, the grandparent scam Mm -hmm. is very often, you know, they'll call and say, Grandma, I'm in trouble. Exactly. And what they're looking for is that grandparent, that that individual on the phone to say, Tommy, is this you? Right. And then they've got a name. Exactly. Um, But if that person just responds with, well, let me call your mom Mm -hmm. or your mom or your dad and and we'll talk, then that'll cut them right off. Um, Even just folks walking up to your door. Right. You know, as we've had um, wind and rain and, and disaster type things. Um, is someone just trying to sell something? Exactly. Good just points. Just being weary of who you right. are letting in. Absolutely. Whether through phone or in person. Very true. And you just mentioning that, that made me think of, I, I had two ladies recently on the program who represented the Small Business Association along with FEMA. Mm-hmm. And of course, the big topic was getting the assistance long after the April 15th hurricane. Absolutely. Or tornado, rather. Yes. That, that devastated both Rockingham and Guilford counties. 
and thinking how those ladies just kept stressing the importance of, for the lady that was representing FEMA, the important thing is when you do see someone at your door, the first thing you want to look out for immediately is identification. Right. Because that's what the Federal Emergency Management Agency will do. They will have their badge. Right. Because it has to be more than just wearing. And she, I thought, I thought Pam had made an interesting point. She said anybody can take the FEMA logo mm-hmm. and print it on a shirt Absolutely. to make it look authentic. Absolutely. But there are other things that have to go along with that, that identification badge, a number to call right. to even verify that that is the person representing that agency Absolutely. that's trying to help that individual. Absolutely. If they are legitimate, they are not going to question exactly. if you say, let me just take a minute and verify exactly. the reason why you're here. Exactly. No so, so many wonderful points, Kim, that you're bringing out to our listeners this morning. And really a great time to, and we've talked about this before, the importance of really sitting down and just having those conversations. Maybe having some practice sessions, just mm-hmm. as we're talking about things to go over to help our aging parents or grandparents look out for those important signs mm-hmm. so that if we don't have children who are living at home with their parents in terms of taking care of them or if they're not in close proximity right. to keep an eye on because we have a lot of our listeners who probably have parents who live elsewhere. Absolutely. They're not in the immediate area. And Absolutely. so there's that constant concern. Mm-hmm. Is my mom or dad doing okay because they don't live very close to me and vice versa. The parents don't have their children right. living close to them. Right. And, and financially, one of the things you can do is um, to have an extra bank statement yeah. sent to a family member that you trust. Good point. Yeah. Um, just so somebody else is laying eyes on that information. Exactly. Communicating regularly to say, this happened, I'm a little concerned about it. You know, just, just keeping tabs and That's keeping right. eyes on folks. Absolutely. Well, great information. More to come. Kim, is it's good to have you back, our senior long-term care ombudsman with the Piedmont Triad Regional Council Area Agency on Aging, which again is located in Kernersville. Kim, will you share the, the actual physical address with Absolutely. our listeners? Absolutely. So our address is 1398 Carrollton Crossing Drive in Kernersville, and our phone number is 336-904-0300. Wonderful. Well, good to have you back, family. Great. I'm glad to be here. I am glad to have you here. And Radio Family, it is great to have your company as well. Kim Johnson joins me, Renee Vaughn, and we will indeed be back with more of the Weekend Edition of Community Focus right after this. It's the Weekend Edition of Community Focus. Thank you, Radio Family, again for the great company. If you're just joining us, we appreciate it. And thank you as well for being with us since the beginning of the program. Kim Johnson rejoins me, Renee Vaughn, here on the Weekend Edition of Community Focus Heard Saturday and Sunday mornings in our intercom stations. We have been engaged in a great conversation this morning. Kim is the season or senior, well, we can say season too, the senior regional long-term care ombudsman with PTRC. Again, that stands for the Piedmont Triad Regional Council Area Agency on Aging. And we're talking about elder abuse, a very important topic of discussion. And Kim, as we're back to continue our conversation My first question to you here on the second half of our public affairs show, how can an individual spot an abuser? Let's discuss that. Absolutely. Well, and it's there's no typical profile, Mm -hmm. Um, but often it may be someone who 
is relying on that older person, um, whether financially or emotionally dependent right. on that person. Um, they are maybe have, and often that individual has some of their own issues going on. So they may have some drug and alcohol abuse concerns. Um, often they are seeking to control that older person. Um, they may, that person may have some previous criminal history. Just anyone who is trying to take over an individual, um, whether, even if it's seemingly, oh, I'm just coming to help. And mm-hmm. it, it, it should just raise some questions. Absolutely. And how much authority that, that right. older person is giving to that other individual. Exactly. And, and speaking of spotting an abuser, Kim, I was just thinking, too, in, in asking this question as an aside, are you finding, especially through the agency and the number of elders that you're happening, does elder abuse seem to occur more amongst single elder individuals as opposed to those who are married okay typically the uh, victims are most often women over age 85 wow yeah um and and partially because as women we live longer true so there's more of us around when we get to age 85 very true (laughs) um but yeah absolutely I, i mean for a lot of older women, I, I mean, I can think about my grandmother. She didn't drive. Mm-hmm. She didn't manage her own bank account. Okay. So, I mean, it, it may be someone who doesn't have a lot of knowledge about right. things going on. Exactly. And, and often, unfortunately, as we age, we do become more physically dependent. We do. Um, yeah. So there, we're relying on other folks for assistance. Exactly. And sometimes those individuals will take advantage. Exactly. But it's true. also to, to add to Kim that this is elder abuse that really nose, no sex, age, because there are sadly even as many cases likely of men, elderly men who are being abused as well. Absolutely. Or even couples. Right. I mean, being taken advantage by a caregiver or or someone that they trusted. Exactly. Exactly. Now, who is at risk for abuse? Truly anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, What can make a person um, more vulnerable is someone who is socially isolated, someone who does not have that regular contact, even just someone checking in with them, Mm -hmm. whether it be a friend or a church member or a neighbor, Um, someone who has some type of mental impairment if that person has some dementia, um, not remembering things the way that they should. Um, And then sometimes someone involved in their life who has their own personal problems, Mm -hmm. someone who is emotionally or financially dependent, um, has a history of alcohol and drug abuse, that kind of creates a toxic combination. So definitely those red flags Mm -hmm. that we need to be on the lookout for as family members or friends or whoever the person happens to be. On that note, how can an older person begin to protect themselves if they haven't done so already? I think if that person will just maintain regular contact yeah, with their loved good ones. Good start. Um, and reach out to friends and neighbors. And it, it really is friends looking out for friends. Mm-hmm, very true. Um, so looking out for your older neighbors, your right. church members, mm-hmm. um, just keeping tabs on them. If you're seeing things that are causing concern, if right. all of, if you're walking in that person's home and they have piles and piles of mail, they're getting solicitations. Right. The lotteries are another mm-hmm. one that we see frequently. The right. foreign lotteries. Um, that it just caused it. Just have a conversation with that person. Absolutely. I'm and concerned about you. Very true. And I like that, Kim, because 
you know, when you and I were growing up, that that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Not only the close family contact, which I'm sure, of course, is still the case for a lot of families, but I think about just our neighborhoods in general, where everybody just kind of kept an eye on everybody. I don't know about you, but I remember there were times where, of course, the the general rule was you had to be at home at a certain time mm-hmm. before that porch light came on. But the the thing about it was... You also had neighbors who were like our secondary mothers and fathers Absolutely. looking out for us so that if they saw that we were really doing something we had no business doing or shouldn't have be doing, you know, they would go and tell our parents. They would tell somebody in the family, you know, look, so-and-so, Renee or Kim, they're down there, you know, and into some shenanigans they really shouldn't be so it gets to the point where, and, and this is another area we've talked about before, roles start to reverse. Right. You know, our parents take care of us for a certain number of years, and then the time comes where mm-hmm. the children or the child starts taking care of the parents or the mom and dad. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I like the fact, too, Kim, and this can be another great way, speaking of protecting our elderly loved ones, is to get in contact with the agency that Mm -hmm. you so proudly represent, which is the PTRC Council. So if you're just radio family hearing about the Piedmont Triad Regional Council Area Agency on Aging for the first time, thank you for that. If you have heard Kim before, and actually other members of your staff have been on the program, let me ask you this. How is Bob, Teresa, and Laura doing? Everybody's doing great. Great. Please send them my hellos too, by the way. I really appreciate that. But yes, it's a great way to get in contact with you at 1398 Carrollton Crossing Drive in Kernersville. And thank you for sharing that number again, Kim, which is area code 336-904-0300. So may we suggest to our radio family, our community focus family listeners, to kind of put that as one of your favorites. You know, star it in your phone. Store it someplace and even pass the number on Mm -hmm. to a senior, whether it's your parents or somebody you just know and have a good association with. Share with them the number and the address so that if something should happen, outside, of course, immediately contacting someone in the family, Mm -hmm. you've got a plan B. Absolutely. And and they can always call us. if it is, and just to have a conversation about it, if you are truly concerned that someone is in danger, call exactly. 911. Definitely. Um, or call the uh, your county department of social services, mm-hmm. the adult protective service. Exactly. Division. So we have a lot of options and mm-hmm. a lot of agencies that can definitely help us. Kim, my next question, what should a person do if they suspect elder abuse? Absolutely. So, And that's when, it, depending on the severity, you want to call the police. Right. You want to contact your local Department of Social Services. And the thing to remember is that you don't need to prove that it's happening. Yeah. You can just have some concerns. You know, you've seen some red flags. Right. Um, and it's fine to make that phone call and, and truly trust your instincts. Absolutely. Don't be afraid to ask that person questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to alienate someone by asking so many questions. Exactly. But that's true, too. If in the back of your mind you're thinking something is just not right here, right. go ahead and make that report. Absolutely. And and possibly, too, Kim, to trust another person outside of the family. Absolutely. That you definitely feel the most comfortable with, that you can share, of course, not everything, mm-hmm. but the pertinent information so that if 
the son or daughter cannot be reached or the grandchild. You've got another individual that the family as a whole can trust Absolutely. as another means of making sure that our seniors and our elders are in the best possible care. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing that we always want to try to emphasize that these are seniors they are such a remarkable group of individuals who are just wanting to enjoy as long as possible their quality and care of life, just as the rest of us do. Absolutely. You know, because as we age, that's the one thing that we hope we can still have intact mm-hmm. to some degree is our independence. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think about my grandmother who lived to be 97 years of age, and it wasn't until she was really close to 90 that you know, just her everyday faculties started to diminish Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really, it's it's sad and it's also disheartening because when you know of a family member that has lived that long Mm -hmm. and has had that quality of of independence and and free spirit and and free will and and being able to do things really without the assistance of other family members, it's hard Mm -hmm. for a lot of family to see that person just kind of slowly slide a little bit Mm -hmm. and then especially to the point where you have the onset of dementia Mm -hmm. and alzheimer's and that becomes a whole totally different struggle Mm -hmm. for a lot of families but the important thing kim that we always want to remind our listeners who are taking care of our elderly or aging parents you don't have to be alone in this absolutely not Mm -hmm. absolutely not we have resources available to assist very true it's just a matter of reaching out. Exactly. Having a conversation. Right. And that's what I appreciate about having mm-hmm. our public affairs show to where we can talk about subject matters such as this, mm-hmm. to where we can really continue to help our seniors, our, our, our aging parents, again, live the best quality of life that they possibly can. It is the weekend edition of Community Focus. Thank you, Radio Family. Great company. And, of course, great company of members of our Community Focus family representing the Piedmont Triad Regional Council Area Agency on Aging. Again, Kim Johnson, the Senior Regional Long-Term Care Ombudsman, joins me, Renee Vaughn, on the program. Now, Kim, I would be remiss because we talked about this for the first half of the program. I mentioned that PTRC has an upcoming event. We do. World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. Tell us about it. Tell us a date and how the community can be involved. So it is an internationally recognized day. It Mm -hmm. is June 15th. um, And we are hosting our seventh annual Elder Abuse Awareness Day walk. Fantastic. Um, That will be the following day on June 16th at Triad Park in Kernersville. Um, and registration starts at 9. The walk starts at 10. Great. Um, I always tell folks it is a fun event with a serious purpose. Yes. So anybody of any age is welcome. Wonderful. Um, we make the walk accessible to anyone of any ability. Excellent. Um, and so registration is at uh, ptrc.org slash walk. Okay. Or 336-904-0300. And then also coming up right after that on Tuesday, June 19th, Mm -hmm. is an opportunity to learn more about how to protect yourself from frauds and scams. Excellent. Um, So there's a Friends Against Fraud program that will be at the Lusk Center in Greensboro from 1130 to 130. Um, And they are both free, open to the public um, at the event on June 19th. Lunch will be provided. Wonderful. And registration is at 336-497-5615. 
Excellent. We're going to repeat that information as we get towards the end of our, our great conversation this morning. But two absolutely phenomenal events absolutely. that are forthcoming. And one thing, let me add, Kim, I'm very familiar with Triad Park. It's a beautiful park in Kernersville, located uh, Radio Family. For those of you, well, of course, if you're already in the Kernersville area, you know exactly where that is. It's actually off of East Mountain Street. Mm-hmm. If you're heading toward West Market, like you're going towards Greensboro, so really, probably the best way, at least the way I come, is directly through Colfax. Yep. Because sometimes there's always something going on on Interstate 40. So if there's ever a situation where there may be a major traffic jam or concern and you need a back way to go, you can simply go through Colfax Absolutely. and find the park there. Beautiful facility, it Triad is. Park is, and... Whether you walk around the entire grounds of the park, they've got a very nice uh, track mm-hmm. facility that also doubles as a soccer field. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of uh, area teams that practice when, when I go out mm-hmm. walking, of course, when it's as nice and comfortable as we've been. But uh, the heat, it's about to return, and it's not even officially summer yet. No. Not yet. Not <laughs> no, yet. so so enjoying these last remaining days of spring, according to the calendar. But that will be a perfect facility mm-hmm. to have the World Elder Abuse Awareness Day, mm-hmm. again, which is on Friday on June 15th. And again, like I said, Radio Family will mention the other event as well. But getting back to our conversation, Kim, on elder abuse, what should I expect when I do call for help? If I do suspect that someone is being abused. And and at that point, it is providing as much information as you have. Right. Um, so that person's name, address, contact information, if you know friends and family information. Right. Um, and then as much as you can provide about what you're concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, as much detail as you're able to provide right. um, would, would help in that aid in that process. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kim, another aside question. If someone, whether it's a family member or it's actually the elder themselves mm-hmm. that, that are being abused, and, and I thought our earlier conversation when you were mentioning, and it's so true a lot of times, and I think it's really for any of us, if we are a victim of abuse, a lot of times it is hard mm-hmm. to have an open dialogue because we may feel not just embarrassed, but we may feel personally violated Absolutely. that it happened. What are some steps or perhaps a course that we can take to sort of get the conversation started? Mm-hmm. If we do see those signs, like mm-hmm. we said, the change in personality, uh, things that are changing with their everyday routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned uh, financial or any personal information mm-hmm. that may be compromised. And I think it, it really just starts with expressing concern. Yeah. I'm concerned about you because of this. Right. Um, and I think if it comes from a place, not of accusation, mm-hmm. but a place of concern, Very um, then that conversation will be much easier had exactly. and will be much better received. Very true. And just helping our seniors and our elders to understand that there are people who are genuinely concerned about them. And it's not just the family members. Mm -hmm. You know, they may have their own contemporaries, individuals that they know. And I think that's really a good thing to keep in mind as well, because we know that we have a lot of our parents who have friends that are in that close proximity of their own age group. So it's really good to be also able to sort of have a companion link mm-hmm. 
if you will, mm-hmm. another individual who is close in age to you that you feel most comfortable with mm-hmm. and sharing information because sometimes we may not always be able to go to family members. Absolutely. Sometimes it's good when we can confide in a friend mm-hmm. or someone else that we trust. Absolutely. And that's really why the Friends Against Fraud program is about. Exactly. Um, it is about empowering seniors to educate right. each other. Exactly. And let me tell you, Kim, and, and I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me on this. Our, our seniors are an amazing group of people. They absolutely it, it just fascinates me to kind of watch at a distance to see how much they are able to still do a lot of things for themselves. Mm -hmm. Many seniors I think of, because you don't typically think of someone who's in their late 80s or early 90s still driving, but some are. And some are very competent on the road. They can obey the laws and the signs just like everybody else. Many of our elders, I think of my grandparents who were fabulous cooks. There's nothing like being able to get a delicious home-cooked meal Mm-hmm. from someone who can make it from scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, because we live in such a fast food processed society, it's nice to be able to get a nice meal from an individual who can grow it in their own backyard mm-hmm. or know of ways to prepare it a little more healthier. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, to see seniors engage in a lot of physical oh, activity absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't tell you how many countless times I have seen videos that go viral where individuals are, in fact, just not too long ago, I saw a young lady who I think just turned 100 years of age Mm -hmm. competing in a track meet Mm -hmm. for seniors in her age group. I was going to say, you need to come see senior games. Yes, that's that's a good point. There is everything from pickleball to running to basketball. Mm -hmm. Very true. So it's just wonderful. In fact, I think just the other day I saw on social media there is, I believe, an agency in London that particularly focuses on seniors. It's actually around, if, if you think about a nightclub or just going to a place where there is entertainment at a certain facility, mm-hmm. they specifically make sure that there is an activity that focuses just on the seniors mm-hmm. because many do suffer from loneliness. When they're away from their children, their children are grown and they're raising their own families. I think it's really beautiful for a lot of widows as well Mm -hmm. when we have individuals who have lost their mates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the most devastating thing is to lose someone that you love dearly Mm -hmm. because we have a lot of seniors who have been married to their mates for 40, 50, 60, even 70 some years. And for them to no longer be there, and it's just like a part of their world is just gone. Mm -hmm. So to have activities that make them inclusive Mm -hmm. and remind them that we still love them and we still care about them. We have wonderful resources. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, some of the trips that they go on. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can't wait for the seven-day cruise in Alaska when (laughs) when I'm able to go. Exactly. Tell me about it. And especially when they get to, and many have the wonderful opportunity to enjoy their retirement years and to be able to make trips like that. Absolutely. And meet new friends. Exactly. Be involved in activities that maybe they had never tried before. Exactly. And that's another great uh, thing to learn with uh, PTRC is helping our seniors learn how to financially provide for themselves because many are really good with money Mm -hmm. and they know how to prepare financially for the long term Mm -hmm. so that long after they stop working and and they can go and and do the things that they can do on their own time Mm -hmm. 
and enjoy like cruises and, and trips where you can buy or rent an RV and just travel across the country. Just so many fun things that seniors do get to do that I'm actually looking forward to if I make it to be that age. Absolutely. Well, one last question for the morning from, from you, Kim, or for you. How can a person help fight elder abuse? Absolutely. And it really starts with recognizing that every older person has the right to be safe. Yes. Um, so if we, the more we can all educate ourselves, look out for our loved ones and neighbors, and if we suspect something, report it. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Make sure that that's and trusting your instincts and um, looking out for each other. Very true. Well, Kim, I have enjoyed our conversation. As always, time eludes us when we are engaged in very important information. So thank you for coming back. Absolutely. Welcome back to the Community Focus family. If you will, in the couple of minutes that we have remaining, mm-hmm. will you please repeat the information about the World sure. Elder Abuse Awareness Day for starters? Absolutely. So our Elder Abuse Awareness Walk is on Saturday, June 16th at Triad Park in Kernersville. Um, registration begins at 9. The walk starts at 10. Um, there are free T-shirts Excellent. I've had lots of calls about the teachers. <laughs> um, registration is at ptrc.org slash walk or at 336-904-0300. And then on the following Tuesday, June 19th, we will have our Friends Against Fraud presentation at the Lusk Center in Greensboro from 1130 to 1.30. Um, they're both free, lunch is provided, and the registration is at 336 497 5615. Fantastic. And Kim, if I can add a radio family, if you need additional information mm-hmm. about and even just taking the opportunity to visit the Piedmont Triad Regional Council Area Agency on Aging, they have a wonderful location at 1398 Carrollton Crossing Drive in Kernersville. And Kim, you just mentioned the number. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat it again 336 904 Absolutely. Fantastic job. Anything that I didn't cover or any closing comments you'd like to make? we got it. I just appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And I am just happy to see you again, my friend. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to the next time. Yes. As I say, no goodbyes on this program. So until that next time, thank you very much. Kim Johnson, again, the Senior Regional Long-Term Care Ombudsman with PTRC, joins me, Renee Vaughn. And we both thank you, Radio Family, for joining us as we bring this weekend edition of Community Focus to a close. Hoping you have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of this weekend. Until that next time, take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.